0: Yesterday, as of the date of recording this episode, I took my first personal defense class and it was wonderful. It was through a company called Impact, which actually I've been meaning to double check something. Apparently they have been around for a long time. So I'll read you a little bit more about them. I'm going to link to them, of course, as usual in the in the description, I'll link to the book I'm also looking at behind the scenes because they were featured in this book about self protection, survival. Um, so I wanted to double check, I think I read this book. So I wanted to verify that before I mention it. And then I'll tell you more about impact and I'll get into the details of my experience. So yes, I'm, I'm almost 100% sure I listened to this audiobook. Um, I have to go and do a little bit more research. I would take more time behind the scenes. But while I was in class, one of the instructors mentioned that they found out about impact through this book called The Gift of Fear. And if this is, in fact, the book that I read, um, it was fantastic. Even by the description, I'm 99% sure I read this. It's by Gavin DeBecker. And the gift of fear is about how to protect yourself by learning how to trust and act on your instincts. And the reason that I listened to this book, or or one very similar, at least (laughs) based on my memory, is um, because years ago when I started doing my cross country road trips by myself, I realized how much ignorance I had about protecting myself. So I did a little research online. I read a number of books and tried to kind of self-educate myself. And then the reason I took the class yesterday with Impact Personal Safety is because I wanted to learn more hands-on tools, literally hands-on. So Impact Personal Safety is mentioned in the book, Gift of Fear. That's why I brought that up. They have been in business for almost 30, wait, 40 years. Yeah. Almost 40 years. They started in 1984. Took me a second to do the math. And what they do is give people real self-defense practice. Apparently they have classes in locations around the world, which is really neat. And there are a few locations in Los Angeles where I live. And in these classes, you are learning verbal skills I'll tell you about my experience with that. You learn boundary setting skills and general techniques for your life when you need to fight for your safety and beyond traveling, beyond um, worst case scenarios that might come up in people's lives. I think many of us could benefit from skills in our everyday lives, whether it's just walking down the street, going to a gas station. Sadly, if you paid enough attention to the news, you can hear really disturbing stories about people getting mugged, people um, maybe being assaulted, and various scenarios that I don't even want to spend too much time thinking about because they're so disturbing. And so knowing some of the basic skills for how to deal with people is incredibly helpful. And After doing this introduction class, which was three hours long, I already feel more empowered and confident. And yet it also taught me how ignorant I am in some ways. So I'm just going to glance through the Impact website real quick and use that as a way for me to remember everything that I was taking in. Because since it was a very hands on class, we didn't have notebooks, we being me and the other students there. It wasn't something where you're sitting down and listening to a lecture. We did sit down. We did learn some things. The The teachers there, there were four, actually three women and one man. And they said a lot of things to educate us, but a, a lot of our time in that three-hour class was spent actually standing up and practicing. We were practicing in some ways similar to a fitness class where you're scattered, spread out across the room and mimicking the instructor's moves. But then we actually took turns fighting the male instructor who had all this padding on because he was protecting his face and his groin so i was able to actually knee someone in the groin for the first time in my life i could say uh not a grateful to not have a scenario in which i've even wanted to do that but well maybe i've wanted to do it to somebody but <laughs> never, never had to and i say grateful because aside from being angry hopefully the only time you would kick someone in the groin is if you really were trying to protect yourself Um, I don't know if I've ever even hit somebody's face. I've, I've been blessed with a pretty, uh, I don't know what I want to word I want to use. Uh, I've never been physically assaulted. I have been verbally assaulted and abused. I have been emotionally abused. Um, but I've never been that I, that's coming to mind. I'm I'm pausing for a second in case I blocked it out, but growing up, my parents tried various parenting methods. One of them was spanking. So I was a child that experienced that, but I would not classify that as as assault or abuse. Um, But in terms of me, maybe the most I've ever done is like softly, Roughed up my sister. I don't know. <laughs> like, I I I don't think I've ever laid hands on someone else. And it's kind of been an interesting thing to reflect on in this moment. So this was really an opportunity for me to see what it was like to try to fend for myself and doing it against someone else. I wasn't using some doll. I wasn't using a punching bag. I wasn't doing it mid-air. My hands were coming in contact with somebody else's body in a way that I've never experienced before. And wow, that was a fascinating experience. The whole thing was fascinating. So let me step back from the beginning. I can't remember exactly how I found Impact Personal Safety, but I believe it was through Yelp. I was Starting to grow interested in in personal defense, I mentioned a few episodes ago, maybe about a month or so ago, when I did an episode on jujitsu. I went and did that. I detailed that all in in that episode. If you're interested, I'll be sure to to link to that. I'm going to add that to the resources so I don't forget. And I haven't gone back. A little follow up to that jujitsu. Experience while I really enjoyed it, and it was nice to experience martial arts. And I still have an interest. I would, I would like to try jujitsu again. I would do other forms of martial arts. I haven't gone back because it felt like too much of a mental hurdle for me. I talked about this in the episode, which is essentially how I didn't feel like there was enough structure to getting into class after class i didn't really know what the next steps were and i didn't have enough structure for me to thrive in that environment at that specific studio so i turned to the personal defense outside of martial arts because i wanted to see what other forms of physical defense i could learn as a woman and that's where i came across impact and my experience was awesome is very different from jiu jitsu at the specific studio I went to in Los Angeles, uh, this place had so much structure from beginning to end. It was very clear how to register. It was clear how much classes cost. It was clear what other classes were available. The schedule was clear. And from the moment I showed up to the moment I left, everything was taken care of. I walked into the class and I was greeted by this really kind woman with a clipboard, which indicates structure. And they were prepared. They they knew who I was. uh, First of the jujitsu class, not that experience whatsoever. Um, And as I mentioned, there was there were three women working there, and one of them has been part of Impact Personal Safety since she was six years old, and is now twenty seven, and was just this incredible, empowered, passionate, knowledgeable. Woman, and for that age, I was I was amazed like to hear her story and how much she's done. And then there was another teacher who didn't. I don't remember her background quite as much. Um, she was really great, also very knowledgeable, a little bit older, and just held herself with so much hmm, not just confidence, but wisdom, I suppose. And then another woman who I think had just started maybe was was being onboarded or volunteering or something. And you could tell she was on the newer side. And then the man there, he was so incredible, Uh, not only physically because he was able to endure all these strangers fighting him, which was very impressive, but deeply knowledgeable, maybe older than everyone else, but not by far. And he has a whole background in martial arts and they just instantly made me feel comfortable. That was great. I think I might have been the first student there, and other people started trickling in. There were only maybe eight or nine of us, small class. This maxes out at at 10 people per class, at least the one I went to, which I also liked. It was all genders, and there was a mix of uh, different types of people We agreed not to share any details, so I'm not going to tell anything about the other people that were in class with me, including who they were, but there was a diverse group of people, which I also really appreciate. The instructors were diverse in various ways, not only their backgrounds or ages, but many aspects of who they were, and that is increasingly more important that I'm in spaces where I can learn from all different types of people. And we sat down in a little semi-circle and they started the class. And and I don't remember what the first half hour was like, but I think we were just sitting there talking through what it meant to defend yourself. So I want to turn back to the Impact website now and share with you some of the details here. So their aim, and I imagine this can be true of uh, many personal defense classes and organizations. And it my, by all means, I'm not just advocating for impact personal safety. I'm just using them as the, my only reference point so far. So I encourage you to find someone or a class in your neighborhood that is within your desires, your comfort level, and accessible to you too. And using some of the information that I'm sharing today will hopefully give you some some inspiration for that. At Impact, their aim is to empower people to take control of their lives through physical and verbal skills and they're working to end violence in the society. And that part, I can't say that they spoke too much on that, right? It it felt like it wasn't about ending violence, it was about being prepared for violence. And again, given that I have a privileged background of not experiencing any physical violence to it, to any degree beyond, like I (laughs) I said, I, I should just say, I don't think I've ever experienced physical violence. That is a privilege. And I think the more I hear from other people and I see what's going on in the world, it feels like violence is not really coming to an end. And it didn't feel like the aim was to help, to work together, to figure it out. It felt like we were working together to be in more control. To be prepared for this violent world that we're in, the classes are designed to help you practice skills. You're identifying unsafe and uncomfortable behavior. We definitely did that. That was really interesting. I'll tell you more about that too. Um, Making educated choices is what I learned how to, and taking some healthy risks. I would say wasn't as into that, and the three hours flew by. A big thing I learned from this experience is that there's a lot of nuances to learn about physical safety. And this is where my ignorance comes in. I wouldn't say that what I learned was surprising and brand new to me, but again, it was something I've never practiced and it was something I realized is a lot more complex than I've ever really even thought about. And the fact that I'm such a curious person and I, I love being educated makes me wonder why I haven't learned this. Is it just because I've never been exposed to it? Have I never had to learn how to pr- protect myself? Or is it that in general in the United States, for example, or other places in North America or similar countries, is it that we're not really supported as a whole. The majority of us are unsupported in learning these things. I would love to hear from you, whether you're listening live and beyond measure right now, or you're listening to the episode out out on the podcast. If you have any stories to share about your experience, I'm really curious because I don't think I know anyone aside from friends that have taken martial arts classes. I don't, it's not something that I've even really talked about with people. I know some friends who've taken gun classes, whether they have a gun at home or not, they might just wanna learn how to use a gun just in case. I also barely know how to use a gun. Um, I've never owned one. I'm not quite sure how I feel about guns, to be honest. Um, But I think it would be helpful to learn how to use a gun given that they are very common, at least in the United States. And so it's it's this ignorance of, wow, there's a lot that I don't know, and I feel I'm prepared. And now I feel more prepared, but three hours was not enough to teach me everything. <laughs> Fortunately, Impact and other schools out there do offer much more extensive classes, and I I would like to do that in the future. And... Let me see if there's any other details here. Okay. So the one that I took is called an all gender intro workshop. And they seem to differentiate between genders. I'm I'm still trying to figure out what that means exactly because they do have a big stance with helping every person regardless of age, gender, race, or physical or mental ability to be able to go where they want, when they want, day or night, feeling comfortable and safely moving through their daily lives. That's the statement here. But I did walk away wondering what the gender stuff was about. This could just be my ignorance, but I wondered why they're specifying all gender and some of their classes are separated by gender. Uh, That is something I would like to research more. One of the instructors mentioned That in their classes, they usually refer to, I think the term might be assailant, um, somebody who is being violent towards you as a male, because from what they shared with me, and again, I don't have the data in front of me at the moment, but they conveyed that their research shows that the average person to be engaged with this violent behavior is a male and generally a white male I believe don't remember if they gave an age range but they did specify that the body type is generally not a super physically fit male and they gave the example of timothy chalamet so it gave me a visual in my head of like a young white male who might be a little on the scrawny side again that's how they portrayed it those were their words I found that fascinating and have to say, don't know if the media portrays violence that way. And this is part of the ignorance, right? What do we see in the media? What do we think we know about violence versus what's the reality statistically? And then with the statistics, we also have an opportunity to shift things. Maybe by becoming more self-aware and confident and prepared, we can play a role in shifting what's going on in our neighborhoods or in the world because we might be able to keep ourselves from being a statistics a statistic now of course we can know everything and still end up in a situation outside of our control there's no guarantee that because you have skills because you have practice that you're going to be able to prevent things but one of my takeaways was that we have a better chance of protection when we do have the confidence and awareness skills and knowledge and that felt really good so this introduction class was affordable in my opinion it was 75 dollars, and here's what the description said it gives you a comprehensive taste of their training you work on awareness verbal and physical self-defense skills in a safe and supportive environment definitely what I experienced. You tap into your own intrinsic power and leave the class with a solid understanding of how to deal with someone who is confronting you in a variety of situations. Absolutely. They achieved all of that. And yes, the term is assailant. I kept second guessing, like, is that the right term? But they say right here, it's taught by a female-led instructor and one of our padded assailants. They were all fantastic. So when we started actually doing the movements, it was after watching some of the instructors demo it. And they said that the more we can see the visual representation in front of us, the more our memory, our mind is able to process it and remember it for next time. We're building essentially muscle memory, although they referred to muscle memory with a different term that started with a P that I was not familiar with. Oh, here it is. Procedural memory was not a term I was familiar with. So muscle memory is a form of procedural memory that involves consolidating a specific motor task into memory through repetition. And that was how they taught the class. We did the same moves over and over and over again. And that felt really good because they were surprisingly challenging. They required a lot of coordination. (laughs) And I was amazed with my background in many forms of fitness, including yoga and Pilates and dance, how hard it was for me. I don't know if I'm changing with age. I don't know if I'm out of practice. That's actually only the second in-person physical fitness type of class I've taken in the past three plus years. I used to go to class several times a week before COVID and stopped in march 2020 and haven't felt comfortable going back until recently and so i felt like my body was finding that comfort again and there were a lot of things to take in just being in a physical space with others and being taught by an instructor that's not on a screen like I've been doing for three years. So I felt a little out of place and my coordination was not great. To be honest, we did a lot of movements with our hands and our arms and that felt really awkward. Put our hands up in front of our bodies to protect our chest and you hold your elbows in a specific position. And that's very important, right? Just learning how to protect the crucial parts of your body that keep you alive. Then we learn different stances. Where do you place your legs and your feet on the floor? They kept referencing. It's like skiing. You have them hip lengths apart, one foot in front of the other. You're grounding your body in and you're also indicating to the assailant, the potential assailant, right? It's not always necessarily going to lead to some violence, but possible, right? And once you're in that position, you learn moves like pushing your hands out into the assailant's face. So if they come into your physical space, you need to be prepared to strike them. And the first strike is taking your palms up almost like in a V shape going up from your chest level to the assailant's face. I guess it depends on their height and you want to hit them in the chin, the chin, the nose, or the eyes. And that's a quick movement. And we practice that over and over and over again. That was pretty easy. But once we started adding in leg movements, that's where my coordination was not so great. And I really struggled with that. The male instructor who was all padded up, when it came to me actually striking him, he kept saying I wasn't stepping into him enough. And so It was not only me learning how to move my body in those specific ways, but going against some of my natural instincts. And this is why the class was incredibly helpful for me. I got to see what I would want to do, what I would feel comfortable doing versus what is actually effective. And to have somebody in real time say, no, Whitney, do it differently, do it differently over and over and over again was really helpful. But I also noticed my specific learning style. I felt a little bit embarrassed. I felt self-conscious. I felt vulnerable. They told us at the beginning of class it's common for your adrenaline to start r- rushing, and some people get emotional. This is why they protect the safety of the other students in the class, and why I won't mention any details about them. Um, but it's common for people to cry. It's common for people to shake. It's 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 common for your breath to change, and I didn't cry, but I felt a a rush of something. I don't know if it was fear. I don't know if it was just excitement, the adrenaline, but it was intense. I couldn't always tell though if it was intense because I was in a class setting or if it was intense because that was the first time I was striking somebody, a stranger. Even though it felt safe, his role as the assailant was to act unsafe. And that was really interesting too. They were very open with us at the beginning of class that they might use some language that could be considered offensive, but they were using it to prepare us for a situation in which somebody would say offensive language. And that was intense at times, not just listening to what the instructors had to say, but some of the other students spoke out about their personal experiences and it broke my heart. Like it wasn't surprising, but it pulled on my heartstrings to hear these people that were there to learn how to protect themselves because of bad experiences, because of horrible words that were said to them, because of Bad things that had happened to them. And there were moments where I felt a bit, maybe not triggered, but memories were coming to surface. My memory of being emotionally abused, verbally abused, that was very fresh in my mind. My situation that I went through was on the verge of being physically abusive, too. and. I wish that I had had the tools I earned or gained yesterday back then. I think that might've changed some of my experience. Might not have, right? Might not have been much in my control, but I remember back then in that situation feeling so physically scared because I didn't have tools. In fact, that day that I was verbally and emotionally abused, I did a lot of things that put me in a more vulnerable position. What I learned yesterday helped me recognize how I could have done some things differently. Again, might not have changed anything, but maybe it would have changed it enough so at least I felt more empowered and less vulnerable. That feels worth it. But I remembered some... experiences that other people in my life have told me. Nothing I will share in detail here, but I've heard stories from people very close to me of really awful, violent behavior. And some of the tools I learned yesterday, I wonder, wow, what if they had had some of these tools too? Hindsight's twenty twenty, But if we can learn some new things in the present moment, Maybe we have the possibility of shifting. And that's starting to feel more important to me. I think maybe that's what Impact is saying, where they want to end violence. I'm putting that in quotations. I'm not sure that the violence will end in my lifetime, in your lifetime, but can we reduce it? Can we feel more empowered about it? Can we feel like we can actually do something? Can we get motivated to do something? All those questions are swirling around in my head now. So yes, emotionally, it felt heavy at times to be in that class, to hear the stories and to hear these words. What was great, though, is we had an opportunity to put ourselves in vulnerable places and be very specific about it. So as students, we took turns in front of this male assailant. And he was amazing at taking on a role. This guy must have had some acting background or has done enough of these demos to have learned how to embody an assailant. I was blown away. Because you would stand in front of him and say, I'm at a campground. And he would transform into this character at a campground, not changing his appearance at all. You know, he's just padded up from from head to groin. Uh, But he started to use body language and he started to use phrases that were all based on what you might encounter at a campground. One person in class uh, put themselves at a parking lot late at night, another at a bus stop. Like everybody in class took turns using real life examples of where they might be and getting a chance to defend themselves. And so the visualization really helps with that muscle memory building that I mentioned. It was an opportunity I've never had before to put myself in that position without actually being in danger. But it feels like you're in danger because of how they construct the class. Like it feels like an in danger in the sense that it's almost like a virtual reality simulation, I guess, is the closest I would say. Like, you know, you're not really in danger, but your brain still believes it on some level. And I thought that that was really important to experience. There were times I felt confused though. I don't know if I felt confused as like a natural human defense mechanism. Like my brain was feeling so vulnerable or triggered at times that that led to confusion. You know, the brain does really interesting things when it's trying to protect itself. The body does too, the whole body. And I just, I wrote down some notes while I was in class to share with you. And, and confusion was one of those words. I don't even remember in this moment why I felt confused. So maybe it was a a response. To that stimulus. It could also be that there was just so much information coming at me. This is, again, the three hours at times felt rushed, even though they did a great job. I felt like they achieved everything they they promised in the description. I left feeling results from it, but I could have spent another hour there easily. They do offer a 16 hour class that I'm considering taking just because I'm hungry for more information. We talked about boundaries and that was really interesting too. One of the exercises we did didn't involve any striking. It simply involved holding our ground and using verbal verbal words, <laughs> uh, verbiage towards the assailant to fend them off. And again, we got to put ourselves in a specific situation the the wonderful actor slash um, martial arts instructor would come towards us shouting things, using physical signals, whether that's pointing or waving. I mean, he did so much. I, I really felt like I was visualizing these scenarios. Like one was he was trying to get somebody in a parking lot to come with him to his car to help him with something. There was a number of situations in which, he was trying to show us what to do if somebody's asking for our help that we don't trust like they're giving us cues or our intuition is cueing us that we can't trust this person he's helping us practice saying no setting those boundaries and i struggled with that because i'm somebody that naturally wants to help I don't like saying no. I feel uncomfortable. If another human being comes to me and asks for something, I I naturally want to help. So it was actually very important for me to practice it and to watch other people practice it. That was another big benefit of being in a class setting. Even though at times I felt vulnerable, like being in front of other people and practicing felt very uncomfortable to me. I was afraid I was going to mess things up. I was afraid I was going to embarrass myself. The fact that I got to put myself in that vulnerable place was a gift back to the other students for what they were giving me because I imagine I wasn't the only one feeling vulnerable. I was grateful that I got to watch other people learn these things. Nobody in class seemed to have any personal defense experience, which was really helpful. I felt like we were all in it together. And had I just done a private class, I wouldn't have gained some of the things that I gained by being around others. In fact, there was another student there who was asking so many great questions and I went up and spoke to them and thanked them for asking those questions because they not only asked things that I might not have asked, but by asking, I felt encouraged to ask myself and I'm an, again naturally curious person. I love asking questions and, Sometimes in classroom settings, it's uncomfortable to ask questions. But by somebody else doing it first, I felt comfortable to do it. And I felt like we could all learn from that together. And essentially, after all that practice, I walked away still processing a lot. I remember feeling like... There was so much there. It might take me a while. I think the ripple effect of something like that is going to continue on, not just in giving me the confidence when I walk down the street or go camping or hiking and feel vulnerable in those times. I feel at least I have a a bigger edge than I did before. Thicker edge. I don't know. That's the right term, but I grew a lot in those three hours and I'm really grateful for that. But it's one of those things that also has me thinking, A, there's so much violence, this feels overwhelming. B, would I really be able to remember and do all of those things? Again, I have a better shot at it, but there's a lot to think about. And, and one of the teachers is saying that some of the violence happens just in a matter of seconds. And that's why the muscle memory is so important that you need to get this in your body and have the visual in your head so that it it becomes a knee jerk reaction, literally a knee knee jerk, like kicking someone in the groin, not, not familiar to me. (laughs) Like it, there's a resistance that I have. Would I do that in a violent scenario? I think I would, but if I had never practiced it before, it could have felt wildly uncomfortable, maybe I would hesitate. I might still hesitate, but maybe the hesitation's shorter. When I look back on the abusive situation I was in, I know now what I could have done differently. And one of them is to hold your ground. I learned it's better to do that than back away. I think many of us get into The fight, flight, or freeze mode. We talked about that in class too. So we learn how to fight. But many people would run away from something. In some cases, that might make sense. In my case of abuse wasn't an option. I tried to back away. Now what I learned in my class is I don't think backing away in my scenario helped me get out of it. I think it actually might have prolonged it. And I'm not blaming myself. But what I learned yesterday, I wonder, like, had I stood my ground, you can stand your ground in in a, not just a defensive position, but in a way that de-escalates, which we learned too. In those moments, you have to take your ego out of it. I don't know if my ego was in was was triggered in in my abusive situation but I felt so confused and scared and unprepared. What I learned yesterday, I wonder, wow, what if I had used some of the tools to deescalate it? Could I have at least shortened it so that it, it wouldn't have gone on for so long? Could I have shortened it so that it wouldn't have been so traumatic for me? Maybe. <laughs> um, but that was also with somebody I knew. And that's a different thing, too. We didn't get into in yesterday's class. Is there a difference? I don't know. Between someone you know personally and, and a stranger. How do you react differently to it? What is the psychology there? How does your body react? Not sure. But the ego side of it felt like a really helpful tool because I I think I tend to address things with logic. And if I can't logically understand why someone's angry, for example, I try to understand it in real time. And that's not the time to try to figure things out. it's the time to de-escalate, And sometimes that goes against your logic that goes against your natural reaction. Maybe you want to defend yourself. Maybe you want to, you think you want to stand up for yourself. You want to prove yourself, not the time to do it, especially with a stranger and you don't know what they're going to do. In my abusive situation, I was, I was with somebody I knew, I thought I knew really well Oddly enough, I couldn't protect, predict any of their behavior in that moment. And so they might as well have been a stranger. And that's interesting too. I think sadly, human beings can do things we would never expect. And to be prepared for that is important for every human being we encounter. And that's, you know, that sadness there is very real for me. But again, the, the it's healing in a way. I think that's that's part of the experience for me too. Is while I can't change the past, and maybe these skills wouldn't have impacted it in an Im- change changed it right. Like if I knew then what I know now, learning it now after the fact is healing in the sense where I can say, okay, now I know some new tools. And that empowerment, I think, is where the healing comes in. But yeah, yeah, the more the more I talk about and think about it, I just I still feel vulnerable. I still feel uh, not fully prepared. (laughs) You know, we we didn't even get into any sort of weapons. And I don't know if they teach that. Or focus on that. Certainly not in the class I went was at yesterday, but I asked about pepper spray because I've been carrying that around with me and recognize there's a lot of nuances to using pepper spray. So my next step is to watch some videos and maybe consider taking a class on pepper spray. I carry around a little personal alarm device and the teacher essentially said those aren't super effective because they sound a lot like car alarms. I never thought about that. So here I was thinking, Oh, if I pull this alarm, people are going to come help me. But the sad thing I learned in yesterday's class and one of several is that just because people are around you, if they might not help, if you're in a violent situation, they might freeze. They, they're probably going to be ignorant given what I said before. Most people are not trained to know what to do. They're not trained to help themselves, let alone other people. So you could be in a crowded street and still be impacted by violence and you could be shouting for help, but no one can come to your rescue. I thought if I was carrying around this little alarm device, which – Seems pretty cool. In theory, you, you pull it, this trigger and it blares out this really loud alarm. But the instructor said that might not actually help. It could help a little bit. The biggest benefit, they said, to carrying something like pepper spray or, or an alarm is that it can give you more confidence. And that was a helpful takeaway, too, is... Whatever you can do to build your confidence is actually a protective mechanism in itself. Because most assailants are looking for an easy target. They're looking for someone who's not aware. That could be, they don't know where they are. They're not paying attention to their surroundings. They might be wearing headphones. They might be talking with somebody. They don't know, you know, their personal belongings are... Not super connected to them, right? All these kind of basic things we learn, but many of us are not not as aware as we think we are. that the class heightened my awareness and thus is a little bit of protection. But by carrying some sort of defense mechanism uh, or or tool weapon, perhaps, Um, depending on legalities, right? That's something else I need to learn more about. Um, There's certain places where things like pepper spray are, I guess, illegal or prohibited. But having something like that with you, if you're allowed to, just gives you a little bit of a sense of peace of mind that could be what protects you because you're looking out for signs. If you see someone across the street, You get to tune into yourself and say, grab your pepper spray, for example, or even that little device I told you about, like hold on to something, your whole body posture changes. If you can use the skills from a class like that, you see someone across the street looking at you, you can start to prepare yourself and use these tools, but you might actually change enough about yourself that they're not even going to target you anymore because they realize that you're aware of them. They realize that you're listening to your gut feeling. That was really some of the biggest things I learned before I took this class was to listen to your intuition. And this class reinforced that as well. If the hair is standing up on the back of your neck, if you're you're getting chills, if your heart's racing, if you've got butterflies in your stomach, listen to that. Because one of the best things you can do is get away from somebody as quickly as possible or not get involved with them at all. It's changing my perception about wearing my headphones around town. I've been thinking about that off and on. I usually wear my my wireless headphones when I go for a walk in the neighborhood in Los Angeles. I try to keep the volume down. But it's very possible I'm distracted by the audiobook I'm listening to and I don't notice somebody. So I'll think twice about that experience, sadly. As much as I love listening to my audiobooks, i much rather be safe. So that's just the beginning of this. I feel like <laughs> I will link to The Gift of Fear. I feel like there was an at least one more book that I read. I'm going to confirm that that is the book I read. If I haven't read that one yet, I will read it. But I'm, like I said, pretty sure I did. <laughs> so I'll confirm all that. I'll put it in the notes. And I'll also link to a few other resources. I'll link to Impact Personal Safety if you want to check out and see if they're in your neighborhood. And if not, If today's episode inspired you, see if you can go to a class. There might be free classes. Or if they're paid, see if you can find something that feels affordable or something you can save up for. Because for me, $75 was a small price to pay for learning all of these important things, for becoming less ignorant, for becoming more confident, for growing, getting skills, building up my muscle memory being prepared and healing some of the traumatic things i've experienced or working on that that's that's a long road but i didn't expect that benefit and there might even be more unexpected things that i haven't fully processed yet <laughs> maybe your stories will help too like i said i encourage you to reach out because together we can do some healing and raise our awareness and build our confidence, just like I learned in that class. But hearing that from you, whether you have other resources you'd like to share, or if you ever want to share a personal story with me in confidence, please reach out. There's two ways to do that one is via email. You can always email me, I do get behind in my email. It can take me some time to respond to people, but I do read it and I do my best to get back to people as soon as possible. If you're looking for a faster, more intimate experience, Beyond Measure, the private community where I'm recording this episode today is available to anyone who wants to join. And I say anyone, not saying that it's for everyone, but it's a place where you can come dip your toes in and see if it feels good to you. And essentially what we do in there is have conversations like this about life. We support one another. We learn from one another. We grow together. I record the Monday episodes of this podcast a week in advance in Beyond Measure. And there's a live component where you can come and chat with me in real time. And then afterwards, we hang out and talk. So I'm really looking forward to doing that after today's episode with anyone who is interested in sharing stories or advice or resources or asking more questions. And sometimes it's just the sharing, like I said, that's the strongest part. It's not even with the aim of learning or supporting. It's just showing up and saying something that you want to say or showing up and listening to somebody say the things that they want to say, whether that's one-on-one with me or in a group setting like I have on these Mondays and a few times a month. So, you are welcome there to come check it out. The link is in the description. Would love to see if it's a good fit for you. And if not, send me an email. I'd love to hear from you there too. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back on Friday with a special guest. And I'm also going to link in the episode to some previous guests. Uh, One that comes to mind, I'm completely blanking on his name. I think. It starts with a C, <laughs> but he wrote a book about survival. And wow, this is what happens. My memory is, is not always great. Great with recalling names, I struggle with names a lot. Um, but I will put, put a link to him. He came on the show in twenty twenty two to talk about a new book he put out. And I actually want to go back and and finish his book. He spoke about all different elements of survival, and I was looking at it mostly from a camping angle, I think. Um, I've also had a number of guests on the show talk about martial arts and they inspired me to go try out jujitsu. So I will link to some of those episodes for you if you want to dig into more. And if you ever have requests for specific topics, whether I speak about them on the Monday episodes or I bring on a special guest on Friday, I'd love to hear from that too. So again, email me or come join us and be on Measure to share your requests because I'm eager to learn more along with you from all sorts of amazing people. And with all that said, I'm wishing you all the very best with your journey through whatever personal safety means to you right now in your life and hope to have you again soon in an upcoming episode.